Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five. It is Tuesday, December 6th. We are 19 days away from Christmas. And this podcast, like always, is presented by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, Billy, today is National Gazpacho Day. Gazpacho. Yeah, that's what I said. Gazpacho. <laughs> uh, yeah. You a fan of Gazpacho? No, not a big fan. Really? No, I'm not. That that really surprised me. I thought you I thought you would like Gazpacho. No. Really? Not a big chips and dip fan? I love chips and dip, uh, but gazpacho is different. That's sort of what gazpacho is. Mm, we'll see. It is. That's, that's, that's sort of what it is. It's, it's the Spanish version of, of uh, chips and dip. It is a cold soup. No way. That's a soup? <laughs> that's chips and dip. That's dip. That's what you put in dip right there. That's exactly what you put in dip. There's onions. There's chopped up uh, tomatoes. That's not soup. Who's eating this wrong? Let's pass. They're eating this wrong. (laughs) All right. Well, that's clearly that's clearly chips and dip, and they've been eating it wrong their entire lives. Uh, So I will not eat gazpacho as a cold soup, but I will uh, I will put it on a chip. That would be good on a chip. You can't can't tell me that wouldn't. That's like a that's like a little salsa stuff. Golly, you're killing me. I'm going to have to send an email and tell them they've been eating this wrong their entire lives. I mean, this is this is this is perfect chips and dip a recipe. Listen to this. I mean, you get some chopped bell peppers, you get some chopped onions, jalapenos, garlic. That I mean, that's the chips and dip. That's chips and dip, guys. Cold soup. Good Lord. Yep. That's embarrassing. What else is embarrassing, Billy? Last night is the Hawks fell to the Thunder 121 to 114. Uh, once again, played great the entire game except for the fourth quarter, and just couldn't finish it. I mean, they they outscored us in the second half by about ten points. Once again, we we can't seem to close a game. We had we had the lead in the first quarter. We had the lead in the second quarter. Had the lead at halftime. We come out of halftime and we can't get anything going. I don't know what's wrong with this team, but it's extremely infuriating to stay up until eleven o'clock at night. To watch this team lose, yeah, and I blame myself. Uh, I was, I was watching the game, and then uh, I turned it off. You know, I was I, nice. Good we were job. still, we were still leading uh, when I when I turned it off. So I was like, eh, you know, we'll be all right. Um, a few things that I was really really impressed with. Bogey looked phenomenal. Uh, Great, looked like he could not miss. Um, the kid AJ Griffin was. Uh, Dudley last yep. night. He was so good defensively and was starting to make some shots too offensively. And he had our best plus minus last night at plus twelve. He was he was looking good. Um Trey started 
Trey is still the best in the NBA at making those floater shots 10 feet away. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Triple drive is, and then yep. just the, the float, the ball up in the air. It's He is the absolute best and it is the most beautiful shot I've ever seen. And he hits it probably about five or six times a game. And I love watching it. I don't know how they go in half the time, honestly. Totally I, I really don't. Yeah. Um, in, in talking about Trey, he had 23 and 10 last night. Dude, his shooting woes continue, though, from beyond the arc. He went one for seven last night. And I did a one three-pointer, though. <laughs> you saw the lone three-pointer last night? I did, and I was like, hey, here we go. Now, now he's got something started. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he missed six of those. Ugh. I don't know what's going on with his three-point shooting, but it, it's got to change, and it's got to change now. You can't. You can't be one for seven, Trey. You can't. And for, through all the bad media that you had yesterday, nobody would have cared if you would have came up and put out a thirty burger and went three, you know, three for six from three point line. Right. But you can't come out and play like crap and also have off court possible, you know, issues with your coach. That you can't do that. If you want to have possible off court issues with your coach. Then come on the court and ball out every single night. That's the only way you can do it. This is the NBA. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, front offices will choose players over coaches, but only if that player is worth it. You can't be a head case and not be an all-star. Or you can be, but you'll find yourself without a job very, very quickly. Very quickly. So, yeah. I agree. Um, and one of the big things in between the, the Thunder and the Hawks last night, one of the things that stood out to me was, the Thunder did a much better job of getting to the charity stripe. They did a much better job of getting to the free throw line last night. Other, yeah. other than Trey, we I don't think we had anybody shoot more than maybe two free throws. I think DeJounte had like two. Uh, OO had two. And I think there was somebody else had some somewhere in there. But I, I mean, you know, the Thunder, I think, outscored us by 10 points in, in on the charity stripe. So there's your margin of victory right there. Right. I mean... You, that we saw that last year, you can't do this. Um, Dejounte, Dejounte Murray had a good game, twenty-four points, six rebounds. Capella, fourteen rebounds, sixteen points. That's exactly, or excuse me, fourteen points, sixteen rebounds. That's exactly what you want out of CC. I mean that that's that's thousand percent why you signed this guy. Uh, played good on the block on defense. The bench, the bench had a solid night, thirty-five points in seventy-five minutes. I'm not going to complain too much about that. Um, Here's we had we had that was Kobe off the bench. It was huge. I know this is going to sound like super stupid, but I something <laughs> I noticed, and maybe I haven't been able to watch much Hawks as of late. But the fact that CC doesn't have the little blonde streak going through his hair right now, and uh, yeah, <laughs> cornrows, and I was like, wait a second, now. <laughs> Yeah, Different that, threw, that threw me off uh, the first couple times I saw him with those. I <laughs> thought it was, um, oh man, I can't think of who I thought it was now when I first saw him out there. But yeah, that does throw me off. I like that little that little blonde patch, the old Dennis Schroeder haircut. Yeah. But the bench looked good, including Bogey. I mean, Bogey had 17 points off the bench. Um, O.O. And, and Culver both played well off the bench. So, I mean, that wasn't that wasn't where we lost this game. Uh, Clint Capella has recorded a team leading 13th double double. It's also Capella's sixth game of the season with at least 10 points and 10 rebounds and two blocks. That's absurd. 
that yeah. is that's absolutely nuts. And and you know, kind of we've gotten what we paid for from Clint, in my opinion. I know we paid him quite a bit, um, but his his points and his his blocks and his rebounds are exactly why we paid him, and, and we're getting what we paid for. Uh, AJ Griffin has swiped at least one steal in ten straight games, the longest active such streak among all rookies this season, and the longest such streak by a Hawk rookie since Josh Childress had eleven straight games. Uh, AJ Griffin might be one of the most talented rookies we've had in a long time. Uh, it, uh, certainly since Trey, he's not better than Trey, um, but I, I didn't I didn't expect this type of early production out of AJ Griffin. And I'm very, very happy with what I've seen so far. So I, I don't, I'm not going to say he's anywhere near Trey, but what I will say is the fact that I'm impressed with him defensively. And that's saying something, especially coming from Duke, you're, I don't think you're really meant to be a defensive uh, person. You were supposed to be that offensive-minded person or that offensive-minded player. So I'm really impressed with him defensively. He has done really, really well so far. And I think him doing this, playing so well defensively has what's gotten him so many minutes with um, Nate McMillan. Isn't that crazy how how much he's playing with Nate as coach? Yeah. So... I'm happy with it, and uh, hopefully he continues. But we need to we need to figure out a way to close out games because this is Ugh, crap, yeah. dude. This is yeah. I'm I'm with you on that one. Uh, speaking of closing out games, the Hawks are now 25th in the NBA in fourth quarter store, scoring differential at a minus 1.4 points per game, and 27th in fourth quarter scoring at 25.2 points per game. So that is garbage. Right Terrible. It's garbo. It's straight garbo, man. Um, and there could be a lot of reasons for that, but uh, just fix it. I don't care what the reason is. Just fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. It's like when you take a car to mechanic. I don't care what the problem is. Just fix the car and get it back on the road. Yeah. Each of the locks, each of the Hawks last four losses have come in games where they have held double digit leads. That's awful. Ugh. That that's awful. That's terrible. No, joke. you can't do that. We had a double-digit lead last night. We were six-and-a-half-point favorites. Ended up losing by seven. Can't have that. You can't have that. Not with this roster. Uh, and lastly, T's and P's to Bob Rathburn. Um, yeah, man. Man, he had a seizure live on air last night, and it scared the absolute you-know-what out of me. Uh, I thought we lost him. I saw I saw it happen on the they, – they should have cut away, man. I, that, that was a fail on Valley Sports, honestly. As soon as they recognized what was happened to Bob, which took about half a second, they should have cut away immediately. Um, that was that was tough to watch on, on TV and, and tease and peas to him. I, I thought we lost him watching that game last night or watching the pregame last night when that happened on the air. I was like, I was like, oh my god, I just, Bob Rathman's gone. Um, but he has he is at Emory. Um, he is recovering. He he is doing much better this morning. Uh, so tease and peas to to Bob and, and his entire family. Yeah, no joke. Um, I, I thankfully I didn't see it. I know. Well, don't go look. Don't go looking for it. Don't. don't I know do that, that it's, yeah. you, uh, more than anybody. So, um, yeah. So hopefully the Hawks can rebound. Uh, next game is uh, Wednesday versus the Knicks in in Madison Square Garden. So Trey usually shows up to those. Yeah, he does. All right, let's get to the Heisman candidates. The Heisman candidates were announced yesterday afternoon. Um, it's about freaking time. Dear Lord, man, it took long enough, didn't it? Yeah. 
because the ceremony is Saturday, like I thought. Oh, so, you, uh, that's why I was just about to check. You did check in. It is Saturday. Yeah, it's Saturday. Okay. All right. What time Saturday? Probably what prime time, seven o'clock. Yeah, eight. I just seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. Seven eight o'clock somewhere in there. All right. Uh, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, and Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is going to New York, as we mentioned yesterday, as he should. Um, there's, no reason, there's no reason he shouldn't. Uh, Caleb Williams, let's start with C.J. Stroud. Uh, 3,340 yards, 66% completions, 37 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, and a 176.2 rating. Pretty dang good. Pretty good, yeah down from last year but still pretty good yeah and the funny thing is is this is what this um most of that was done and granted this is against big 10 opponents but most of that was done you know first through third quarters most of the fourth quarters he sat out yeah in big 10 blowouts so it's crazy because even in non-blowouts he sat out he sat out in the fourth quarter against the michigan game so. <laughs> that's, that's pretty that's pretty crazy <laughs> Caleb Williams, 4,075 yards, 66% completion percentage, 37 tuds, four interceptions, and a 167.9 rating. He looked good. He did not look great against uh, Utah. Yeah, yeah, the injury really hampered him. I, I like Caleb Williams, and I'm I'm not going to be upset if he wins the Heisman. I think he is a fantastic quarterback, and he's the reason USC had any relevance this year. Caleb Williams is a stud. Did you happen to see what he wrote on his fingers uh, for the Utah game? Uh, no. <laughs> he wrote F Utah. Okay. All right. Just a straight, straight uh, message there. Just, I it like it. Just very, very on the nose. The F word on one hand, Utah on the other on, on his fingernails. It was, it was kind of interesting seeing that in pregame. That's not, that sounds like something you'd see from like a, tough guy in jail in like a comedic movie or something you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) uh max duggan 3321 yards 64 percent completion percentage 30 tuds four interceptions and a 165.5 rating uh i was really impressed with him in the big 12 championship man he balled his ass off and looked awesome yeah max duggan is a great player great quarterback um, led that TCU Horny Frogs to a conference championship and into the college football playoff where they're going to face Mace, uh, Michigan. So I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if Max Dugan won the Heisman. No. And then Stetson Bennett, 3,425 yards, 67% completion percentage, 20 touchdowns, six interceptions, and a 154.2% or 154.2 rating. Yeah, and the and the stats aren't as flashy as the other three, but we we kind of went over the stats versus AP top twenty five teams yesterday. Yep. with Stetson Bennett, um, and we, I mean, he shows up in the bigger games, and and that's when you want your quarterback to show up. Uh, we saw what he's done the past two years in big games, so I think Stetson Stetson has a puncher's chance. Honestly, I think probably Caleb Williams is the leader in the clubhouse right now, but oh, I don't so, think. Yeah. I don't think any of these three candidates should feel out of it going into Saturday night's selection show. Um, I think I think all four of these guys have a really good shot uh, to win the Heisman. Uh, C.J. Stroud had a had a very good year statistically statistic wise and didn't play in the fourth quarter in a lot of games. Caleb Williams led a dead program back to national prominence. I uh, was one win away from going to the college football playoffs. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
uh, Max Dugan got his team into the playoffs. You get the Horny Frogs a division or a uh, conference title. And Stetson Bennett has done nothing but win essentially every single game he's ever played in. And he's he's leading his Georgia Bulldogs possibly back to back-to-back national championships. So, you know, congratulations to those four quarterbacks. Uh, now, Billy, let's get to who should actually win the Heisman. Uh, the Heisman Trophy is a football trophy. Uh, so as we know, quarterbacks are no longer football players. So no longer, none of those four guys we just mentioned are eligible for the Heisman Trophy uh, because none of them are football players. They are all quarterbacks. The The three guys that should be considered for Heismans are all running backs. B. John Robinson out of Texas. He, is at, he has uh, 1,894 yards from scrimmage, 20 tuds, and is averaging 6.8 yards per touch. Guy is an absolute monster, one of the best running backs in the NCAA. And he really made that Texas offense run when they couldn't find a quarterback when Quinn Ewers went down. The, you know, Bijan put that team on his back and carried them. My second Heisman candidate, Blake Corum, the running back from Michigan. 1,543 yards from scrimmage, 19 tuds, and six yards per touch. Guy was an absolute monster all year. An absolute monster. He was the engine for that Michigan offense. Uh, and if anybody has watched any get any Michigan games this year, you know what Blake Corum is all about. And the kid is amazing. Uh, the fact that he's not even invited to New York is a slap in the face. I know he was injured for the Ohio State game, but there's no reason Blake Corum shouldn't have at least gotten an invite. I don't know who you would have kicked out, but Corum should be in New York. Is he going to be healthy for the playoff game? I don't know. I don't know. I don't listen to Michigan talk radio, so I have no idea. That's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll hear. I mean, there's there's a dang month until the... I'm sure... I bet he will be. There's a month until the game is. Uh, and then my last uh, running back who should have been in the Heisman voting, Dwayne McBride, the running back from UAB. 1,723 yards from scrimmage, 19 tuds, and 7.3 yards per touch. He's averaging almost a first down per touch. That is absolutely monstrously absurd. Those are the three guys that should have been your Heisman candidates. Okay. Yep. There you go. Right. Let's Those get, are football players. Let's get to NFL power rankings. Let's do it, baby. All right. So I got my top five here. At number one, I have the Vikings, the Kirk Cousin-led Vikings. You know, you know, you guys know I don't like Kirk Cousins, but you can't deny what they've been doing all season. I have them at one. Eagles are at two. I don't believe in the Eagles. I still don't believe in the Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. The rest of that roster, I do not believe in. Number three, I have my Cowboys. They just absolutely demolished a bad Colts team this week. And that's sort of what they've been doing the past couple of weeks is just demolishing people. Other than the uh, Giants game, I mean, the Vikings, they, they beat the Giants, but the Vikings and the Colts game were just absolutely demolition jobs. At number four, I have the resurgence of the Bengals after beating the Chiefs this past weekend. Joe Burr and Cincinnati look like they are back on the right track and going to compete in the AFC. And then number five, I have the team that they beat, the Kansas City Chiefs. They still have a ton of weapons. You know, I I think they're still going to be really good. Uh, Right now, I have... Man, I don't know. I really love the Dolphins. I think it's between the Dolphins, Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills for that AFC championship game. It's going to be fun in the last five weeks of the season. It's going to be fantastic, dude. It's going to be so good. Uh, I 
am similar to you, but I'm still different. Uh, do not have the Vikings in the top five. I've got Eagles, Bills. Wow. Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, Bengals, Chiefs. So basically, take the Vikings out, put the Eagles up to one, and put the Bills in at two. Okay. Okay. I love the Bing- I love the Bills. Everybody who listens to this podcast know I'm a big Bills backer. Um, but I-, I just don't like what they've done over the past month. I think they're still really good. And if you count the if you count the bills out, you are an idiot. Uh, but right now, they're not in my top five. They're not my, not my top five power ranking for the NFL. You gotta, you know, you say that they, you know, you're not a big fan of what they've done. They still find a way to win. You know, they do. That's, they that, do. Yeah, that's what matters yep. in the NFL. Billy, right now, if you have to pick gun to your head, who's winning the Super Bowl? Gun to my head. Yep. Right uh, now, um, it's got to come out of the AFC, right? Right. I don't think I don't think anybody I'm going Bills. Okay. I am gonna go Bengals. But I think the Cowboys are playing good enough right now where they should be considered. I'm not gonna pick them because they're Your team. my team, they're my homer team. Yeah. Um I think they're playing good enough right now to be considered it, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Bengals. Okay. Here's I'm going to give you the opportunity, Bryce. Uh, I'll let you handle the Marine South scoreboard today since there's only one thing. And I know you and I were both watching this and we were pumped about this and it involves my team. So go ahead. Yeah. The Central uh, Lions beat East Coweta 20 to 14 to move on to a state championship Thursday in flag football. That was one of the most fun, exhilarating sporting events. I think I have watched in a long time. It was it was like football, but with half the players and set in like a hockey rink. It was it was a small little venue. Uh, it, everything was fast paced, man. Everything was fast paced. There was there was no long huddles. There was no thirty five timeouts. It was great, man. It was one of the most exciting things I've seen in a long time on, on a on a football field. I, I think I enjoyed it maybe than real football. I became a it, big it, fan of flag football. It, yeah, dude, it, it's so fast paced. Like you, ne- there's net, there's no downtime, um, and, and and it's quick. I mean, I think it was over in an hour. Yeah, and dude, some of those central athletes. I don't know who number two is on central, but that girl has got some jets. I mean, she has got some wheels, uh, and she can catch. She had a, she had an interception yesterday. So the Central Lions go on to beat East Coweta twenty to fourteen in the flag football semifinals. They will play in the state championship on Thursday. And we believe folks that they will play in the state championship on Thursday in Turner field. So if you have Thursday off 1230. Okay. So if you have the day off, go out to Turner field at 1230 and you can watch central lions win a state championship. And then you can watch, I think probably one or two other uh, state championship games. And then you can watch the Bowden red devils win a state championship game at 5 PM. So make a whole day out of it on Thursday. Take the day off. I know Bowden has virtual days. Everybody out Bowden, get out early and support these Central Lions uh, flag football team. I, I unfortunately will not be able to get off, but I will 1,000% be tuning in on my computer in Villarica and all the Central fans at Turner Field will be able to hear me cheering all the way from Villarica. So I'm going to murder this name, and I apologize. It's Camry McEwen, I think. Camry McEwen. Okay, okay. It's M C E W E N, so I'm, I'm thinking it's McEwen. 
Um, but yes, that is you did a better job than I would have done trying to pronounce that. <laughs> but yeah, that that young lady has got some wheels, man. She is fast. All right, let's get to the stuff of games and events calendar for tonight. Uh, Girls, so many good games tonight. Oh, so many games tonight. Harrelson County's at Ranburn. Girls play at six thirty. Boys play at eight. Uh, Rockmart is at Heard County. Girls play at six. Boys play at seven thirty. Carrollton is at Hiram. Ooh, what a good good look for that. Uh, the girls play at six. Boys play at seven thirty. Bowden is at at Central. Or did that one get moved? I believe the girls game is still going on tonight. Um, I think the boys game did get moved, but I think the girls game is going on tonight. And didn't they get, I think, okay. Yeah. So the girls game think, at six, yeah. uh, the boys game originally was at seven 30, but right. got that got moved. Yep. Temple's at Mount Zion tonight. Uh, I will be at this game. Girls at six boys at seven 30. Billerica is hosting Jackson. Girls at 6, boys at 7.30, and then Bremen is hosting Ridgeland. Girls are at 5.30, boys at 7. And that is your Stumpet Games and Events calendar. All right, here you go, Billy. It's basketball, boys JV, girls varsity, and girls JV is what's going down for Central versus Bowden. Uh, The boys varsity, uh, for some reason, I don't know. I don't know why the boys varsity got moved. It's not like they have anything important going on this week. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Two sleeps, man. Two sleeps. Yeah. Uh, dude, I am so pumped for that game. I can't wait. I I can't wait. You ready for another cup of coffee, man? I need one, man. Let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Panthers release quarterback Baker Mayfield. I did not see this coming. Me either. I, I was shocked. My buddy, who is a big Browns fan, sent this to me yesterday. He sent it to me probably about five hours before any of the news outlets were reporting it. He said, he said, look at this. He said, I just, uh, I just found this. Someone sent this to me. Baker Mayfield's getting released. I was like, dude, whatever. I was like, this is one of your moronic, you know, Twitter trolls or whatever. Nope. Sure enough. He's released. Uh, you know, uh, do you think he gets picked up? I, I, I know, I know Denver needs a quarterback this year. No, no. I don't what think about so. the Falcons? The Falcons again? No, no. All right. Uh, Phillies signed shortstop Trey Turner. They reach an 11-year, $300 million deal. So, do you think this means Dansby's gone? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think Dans- if Trey is getting that, I think Dansby's probably on par, if not close. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that he's out. Um, they've had, apparently, good conversations back and forth, which is... Good. That's positive. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. To be More fair, than we did with Freddie, apparently. We didn't have any conversations with Freddie. So, um, I, don't understand. I don't understand that. Me neither. Uh, but yeah, it, it's not just that, man. And you don't have this on there, but and, and I think that's on my fault. But um, Justin Verlander signed a two-year deal with the Mets yesterday, too. So, Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. I thought we talked about that on yesterday's podcast. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. Yeah. Justin Verlander. So the NL East is just becoming a murderer's row of, of players. And the Fal- or the Falcons, the Braves haven't done anything yet, unfortunately. Uh, Clemson quarterback DJ Uolunglele is expected to transfer. Yeah, it's probably smart for him. Um, he he kind of got pushed aside and, and 
you know, he's, I think he's a very talented quarterback. I just don't think he's as talented as you may think he is. Um, so yeah, it, it makes sense. Honestly. You know, there's a, uh, there's a college out West that's going to be in need of a starting quarterback next year who has a coach who has coached some Heisman trophy winners. Yeah, you're right. Might go out to USC. That'd be interesting. Yankees are focused on Aaron Judge, but they're not going to rush him. Looks like a what does that mean? deal, man. From what I heard yesterday, too. Wow. Good for Aaron Judge, yeah. dude. Go get that money. I, I love that guy. I love watching him play. I hope he can stay healthy. You know, he's entertaining to watch. I, I like him. There ain't no doubt. And, you know, if you take Aaron Judge out of New York, it's going to be weird. You know what I mean? Very weird. He's so New York, man. Everything about him is New York. Just fit yeah. the New York Yankees mystique. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm getting into baseball for the talk, but it's, it is, he is New York Yankees. So. And today in 1990, the NHL grants uh, conditional membership to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Two years before our buddy Matt Ridgeway was born. So. Makes sense. Yeah, he's a big he's a big Tampa Bay Thunder fan. I know that yeah. big Tampa Bay Thunder fan. He was able you to get else? the game last night uh, against. I saw North. that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and he's five and zero against divisional opponents in his lifetime, being actually being in the building. So that's kind of funny. We need to switch him over to an Ohio State fan. Then we need to switch him over to being a freaking Falcons fan. Dear Lord, we can't win a division game to save our lives. Well, that's that goes a little bit deeper. And Matt not being there and being a fan. You got anything else to add today, man? Nope. Two more sleeps, man. Two more sleeps. Let's until, do it. Uh, Let's do it. Thursday. Well, let's get out of here, and we will see y'all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors. <laughs>